From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Matt Belknap. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Feliz Navipod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. Say hello. There we go. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, you know, up top, I usually do a song of some sort, but I know that my guest is going to be here at any second. So, um... I don't want to be singing a song when my guest gets here. I don't want to be singing a song when he knocks on my door. Stop barking. He knocked perfectly in rhythm, and you screwed it up. <sighs> All right. Hey, Matt Belknap. Hey, how's it going? Hello, come on in. Thanks, Tony. Get out of the cold. Yeah. Oh, shake the snow off my scarf here and uh, get cozy. Yes. I uh, Normally, I ask everyone, what are you doing around here? But you, you actually uh, live actually pretty close. I actually live in Burbank, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're a fellow Burbank teller. <laughs> is that what is that what we're called? <laughs> that's what that's what I've decided. Yes. This this podcast really puts the burr in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> New tagline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're the first. Uh, I feel like anytime uh, someone shows up here, they everyone. Do you have this problem of everyone bitching about coming to Burbank? Uh, I don't really make people come to Burbank that much. <laughs> I guess my friends do, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people... Uh, actually, I was just reading an article. It was like one of those dumb things. That was like the five best sandwiches in Burbank or something. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, but it was written in a way it was like, if you have to drive to this place, here are five <laughs> sandwiches that will make you not want to kill you. I was like, why are you being so negative about Everybody Burbank? acts like it's so far away. Yeah, it and is it's... way more central than the entire west side. <laughs> yeah. Like, the the west side, is that is that that's the hinterlands. I mean, that, yeah. once you get over there, unless that's where your business is uh, and your home is, like, that's a whole different city and place mm-hmm. to me. And, and I, that's, that's how I feel about Santa Monica, the way a lot of people act about uh, Burbank. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm with it's you. It's more temperate, but other than that, it's yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah, both, both ways. No, I have friends that literally, like like Jonah Ray. Like mm-hmm. he's been over here many times, and he always acts like it's so far. And it's literally like a ten minute drive. Yeah, or is he Los Feliz or something? <laughs> yeah, Not it's bad. like That's right off. Like, and he's right off the highway. We're right off the highway. Right. It's like it couldn't be easier. And he always it's acts psychological. Like it's a, yeah, it's a long way from his lifestyle <laughs> that's <laughs> it's the dis- the lifestyle distance is more than the physical distance yeah burbank doesn't have the like cool reputation yeah. for sure but you know what i'm fine with that i i think i remember pat and oswald used to have a joke uh because he lived in burbank mm-hmm. for a long time i remember the and... the dave burbank bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what did it... i always forget exactly how he said it but he was he always said something like 
I bought a house in Burbank, the Silver Lake of 2016. <laughs> but he was saying that like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's still, I feel like it will be forever be five years away from being the cool right. place. Like it's never going to actually make it there. But uh, but that's that's what I like about it is that it's always just, it's it's like one cowboy hat shy of cool. There's <laughs> <Right. laughs> one four-wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of hillbilly like a like a like a real western like i always feel like la was originally part of the wild west like you know before it was probably even los angeles it was just uh-huh. part of the west and yeah. you get here and be like okay well we've reached the end of this continent but but then it became the movie studio you know the entertainment epicenter but burbank still you still can have a little sense of like okay there's still like horses being hitched to things <laughs> and, uh, and boots, you know, with heels. Like just like a lot of like uh, signposts that 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 has never fully been uh, yeah. phased out. Yeah, I think Burbank got like introduced to me before a lot of the rest of the L.A. area had, mm. and so I just sort of was like, okay, yeah, this is where you know <laughs> this is this is just what it is. This seems okay. Yeah, yeah. It took like I've lived here two years, and it took me a while to sort of figure out. Because I, you know, I I was also kind of snobby about it. Like, oh, there's nothing. Where worse. did you live before? West Hollywood. Okay. And uh, so I was like, man, there's no good restaurants. And, yeah. And but you know, after a while, I so I feel like I've figured it out. Like I feel yeah. like I know where where I lo- the places I like and stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm happy here. You're you're close to Portos. Yes, I I'm within walking <laughs> distance. That's that dangerous. Very dangerous, yeah. but also very exciting. Real good. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I we go every night that's always like the place that, like when someone comes to visit like mm-hmm. got you got we gotta go to Porto's yeah. for breakfast tomorrow well it's gotten it was always crazy but now it's even worse like there's you know you basically have to get there at like 7 30 in the morning if you don't want to stand in a giant line on the weekends uh-huh so yeah we kind of don't really go there that much honestly yeah. but it was sometimes like my i don't i guess look be cool anyone listening be cool about this information <laughs> i'm about to drop but my daughter goes to school near there Okay. And so sometimes we'll we'll walk over and, and get get a nice smoothie. It's good stuff. Yeah. I always forget how cheap it is there too. That's the best part. Yeah. You like get, get like you know five or six, you know, meals and it's like that'll be 1742. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. So you uh well, for anybody that doesn't know, uh Matt is a part of one of, if not my favorite podcast, Never Not Funny. Thank you. And uh, you you have, uh, I don't know, I, I mean, I feel like I know a lot about you because, like, we don't know each other that well, right. but I feel like I know a lot about you because of we have, how yeah. often I There's listen to the show. There's probably a real imbalance in, in the relationship, right. <laughs> information imbalance. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, so you're, I should probably listen, listen to your show more. and then I'll it's, it's quite all right. I never expect anyone to. I'm always happy if they do, never expect it. But, uh, but no, so I, you, uh, I, I had, uh, not to sound weird, but I, I admire the things that you have done, oh, uh, thanks. just cause I, 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 I like that, uh, if, and correct me here, if I'm understanding this right, mm-hmm. you, you were a guy that was out in LA and were just like a big comedy fan, yeah. right? And just kind of were going to tons of shows and started mm-hmm. writing reviews, right? Right, exactly, yeah. And uh, and then, like, how did it kind of escalate from there? Because was it literally just, like, you doing that, and then it just kind of 
yeah off or something yeah the the, the website i started uh, is called a special thing.com and um named after the tenacious the, d song yes right? yeah the song is called special things and um and I started it as a message board for Tenacious D fans because... Oh, okay. They, I didn't realize it was that specific. Yeah, it was just for... Basically, I, I had sort of... Months before that, I had just kind of discovered what message boards were. This is in okay. 2001, um, like early 2001. And, uh, and, and I was also like obsessed, like just obsessed with Tenacious D. And I think 2001 is the first time I went to see Tenacious D. Uh, yeah. Well, their so their their album came out the fall of 2001. Yeah. Some, yeah, it came out September 2000. Right. It was like two <laughs> weeks after 9/11. Yep. But months before that, their label Sony was starting to ramp things up for them, and so mm-hmm. they they created a message board on their Sony Music website, and it was terrible. And there were some other like little fan sites where you could kind of get like snippets of the HBO show, but I just felt like there isn't like a really good place for people to like share information because back then they their own web presence was pretty lame and like you yeah. couldn't figure out where they were playing unless like you could tr- maybe cu- try to comb through the LA Weekly or whatever, mm-hmm. but their site wasn't that helpful to like yeah. figure out when they were going to play. I feel like I and, was probably visiting their site. Back yeah, then. yeah. And it was, I found it frustrating. I was like, I want to know what's going on with them. I want to, you know, I want to go see them as much as possible. And, uh, there's just no good place for that. So I was like, I'll just start my own message board and, and then hopefully people will use it. And then everyone, the, the collective effort of everyone keeping track of what they're doing would, uh-huh. will, will benefit me as a fan. So, so yeah, that, that started in, uh, I think June of 2001. And, um, and, and I was, I was just writing it because I was excited about them. Uh, and, and, and such a huge fan. I was writing about a lot about the music and, and about, uh, you know, their live shows uh-huh. and, um, and then about the album and the videos and everything that happened around the launch of that album. And then they kind of just like, they toured for a little while, you know, for a year maybe or so, mm-hmm. but then they just kind of, you know, Jack became a movie star and they yeah. were not really that active after like, you know, you know, early 2002 probably. So, right. but I had started going to uh, the comedy death Ray show at M bar uh-huh. when it started in, I guess that was like late 2000. I think it started in the fall of 2002. But anyway, I started going shortly after they started doing it. And it was all these guys from Mr. Show and the Tenacious D show, which were mm-hmm. kind of like sister series. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Bob and David and Scott Ackerman and a few other people, BJ and, and a few other people worked on Tenacious D almost as like, it was just a lot of the same creative team from Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. So I was Well didn't didn't the like initial like pilot of Tenacious D like air at the end of a Mr. Show episode yeah, or something I like that? I vaguely remember that. Um you know, I wasn't like I, I was like a late adopter to Mr. Show. I, I was too so, actually. Like, I don't think I watched it the first season it was on, but by the third or fourth season I, I was watching and I actually went to a taping I went to the taping of the story of Everest. Oh, nice. oh yeah. The story of the story. <laughs> yeah. The story which was amazing to watch them. <laughs> One of my favorites. Set that. They <laughs> oh, yeah. stand Were you there forever? They, yeah. They, they, well, no, it didn't, it was like, but they, they did it very efficiently, but they had to reset that wall of <laughs> <laughs> knickknacks or whatever it was like seven or eight times. And that was crazy. But it was awesome to, to see that anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I think you may be right, but I, my, my memory of that is a little fuzzy also because I wasn't that, I I was into Mr. Show and didn't really care about Tenacious D 
when Mr. Show was still on, but by the time, okay, like you know, it, was, it took me a couple of years to like get right. on board with them too. But anyway, this is a super long way to explain something that's not <laughs> that complicated at all. Basically, I was writing reviews of of Tenacious D concerts and shows for the fans around the world who weren't in LA and couldn't go to those shows. Uh-huh. And then um, when they stopped being that active, I started going to death ray every week and i just started i just did the same thing because i was excited to see all these comedians who i loved from mr show and, and other things yeah uh to see them don't bogart my water rigby rigby has appeared back in the room i mean i mean my eggnog yes <laughs> yes um yeah so i so i was writing uh every week i would just like write a thing like basically it was like a synopsis of uh-huh. the show and maybe there was some critique but it it was mo- almost almost entirely very positive, and so the comics started googling themselves, or they were maybe they had always been googling themselves. But, <laughs> I'm sure they um, yeah. But uh, but they started finding my reviews, and then they started that became part of the show in a weird way, like a, a bunch of the regular comics, like Andy Kindler and Chris Hardwick, and uh-huh. um, I can't remember who else, but a lot of people started referencing me on stage but didn't if 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 i so the legend goes yeah. <laughs> didn't like nobody actually knew who you were at that point nobody, though, right? yeah nobody knew who i was um i think scott and bj sort of figured out like they saw who was there every week yeah and they were like oh it's pro-. actually i think scott told me once that he thought it was a different guy for a while mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people have a mental <laughs> image of like just a you know like a, a kind of an overweight guy <laughs> like uh, right. a sort of like oaf actually yeah. one person told me once that they're like oh i always thought you like i pictured you looking like brian posein <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> thanks <laughs> um, so anyway so I, I eventually i don't even remember how but like a few of the more outgoing guys just sort of ended up introducing themselves to me they were like are uh-huh. you sasquatch my my screen name was in search of Sasquatch. Nice. Um, and so they were like, are you Sasquatch? So I, I met, I got to know Chris and, and, um, and Scott and BJ and uh, Doug Benson and Jimmy Pardo and Paul F. Tompkins and all those guys. Um, and uh, it's weird. Cause all, all of, I think everyone that you just named, not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the, I, 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 I feel like I'm, Almost there, and I, I, I keep trying to achieve that friend of comedy status. <laughs> and I think everyone that you just mentioned are like all the people that I have like gotten to kind of more yeah. or less know a, a bit, and kind of like getting my foot in the door there <laughs> to become that friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my mo was honestly. Like, I, I, I don't think I was like I gotta be friends with these guys. Right. Um, uh, but. I think I was really just I think like, that's probably good. That is not that sounds a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was more like I'm I just was such a fan of of what they were doing and um really excited about what they were doing. And I I also was coming at it from a frustrated screenwriter p- perspective because I was trying to break uh, as a as a writer and, Okay. So um, is, is that why you moved out here? Yeah, I I okay. went to film school and in Boston and and um and came out here to, to, yeah, to work in movies. And, uh, and so I was, my day job was reading scripts. Um, and, and that was kind of sucking the life out of me. And so I think this, the comedy scene that I sort of found my way into was like kind of the thing that like, it was like kind of, it kind of, like it, it, it just 
gave me something to be excited about because I clearly yeah. wasn't that excited about mo- my, my my passion for movies was kind of waning. Just uh-huh. in the just from reading, I was reading five or six scripts a week and over years. Like uh, I started doing that in '96, so it was really. I, I was just like, I don't, this is just a machine. And I, it's like every cliche that everyone told me that I was like, no man, it's not like that. It's different. Yeah. It's I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be the exception. Or I don't know what I thought. Like I was like, I've just had this dream to make movies and, and write them and direct them and stuff. And so I was like, I don't care what anyone says. And then I got here and I like worked and worked and worked. And you know, I just, I was just like, no, nah, I, I don't like how the, I don't like how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but these guys were not operating in that system. Like uh-huh. mostly they were maybe some of them were kind of like getting jobs, like, like Scott and BJ were like doing punch up for DreamWorks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But basically M bar, like the, the comedy death race show and a lot of the, the stuff that I was, I was uh, getting really excited about was just outside that whole system. And it was just like people, creative funny people doing what they wanted to do without anything anyone telling them so i was like i think i was subconsciously just like i need i need to be that's what i need to get i need to find a way to do that too like i need to that's kind of what i've been going through lately as well not that i'm trying to like necessarily get you know in there but like i said i want that whole just just on the outskirts and like yeah. be involved if i if i can yeah just because yeah. i i really enjoy it i go right. to the shows a lot you know i think yeah. it's a similar situation well the thing that I, you know the thing that i realized was like um it's not a it's not a it's not an ivy league university that you have right. to apply to yeah. you just 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 go just be there be yeah. put yourself in the situation you know like you know i think a lot of people later that like after i kind of uh you know got to know all these people the ucb theater opened up here in 2005 and so i was already doing what i was doing but you know a lot of people just like started taking classes at the Mm -hmm. ucb and then you just automatically meet other people who think like you or or at least aspire to similar (coughs) things as you and uh that's a great way to do it you know i mean for sure uh but also that i had this like weird thing where i was getting to know people you know at shows kind of but i wasn't really that wasn't like a huge part of my life that was like once or twice a week and then yeah. mostly it was just sitting and watching a show like it maybe would hang out a little bit afterwards but mostly it was actually on the message board that like i was talking to people like mm-hmm. and and that, that's what was really cool is like like pat oswalt and um dino stamatopoulos who who wrote for mr show and you know starburns starburns yeah he's done a bunch of awesome stuff since then um and doug benson and uh scott and chris hardwick like all these guys posted on the message board and they actually i think it was like for them i i'm guessing it was the first time they actually felt like oh okay here's a safe place to interact with my fans online yeah because that didn't really exist this was obviously before it was before myspace let alone facebook and twitter and all those other things so it's like it was like the it was like a weird moment in the history of the internet where people were like, "Oh, <laughs> I can actually like this this could actually be cool and 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 not like I think before then it was the internet was just kind of like I don't know, like you can look at things and maybe uh-huh. listen to things, but it wasn't really about connecting with people uh, because that seemed creepy and scary and weird right. like to me at least. Um hence the pseudonym. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, I cannot let anyone know my real identity. Yeah. Now it's like, it's hilarious to think that anyone ever had a concern. I mean, I know still, people still rightfully do, but for the most part, everyone's just like, here I am. It's me on the internet and all right. my pictures and my family and my children. <laughs> yeah. and Everyone just take it. I don't we care. We are in the age of oversharing now, yeah, for sure. It's like, it's insane to me. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I actually, I don't know. I think people got to know me in a weird way just from reading the stuff that I was writing. Yeah. And and so it wasn't just like a one-way street where I was like... Well, you <laughs> like you. weirdly became known among them, right? right. Like they were yeah. kind of like talking about you still not knowing yeah. who you were. Yeah, not always in a good way either. Like, like Jimmy, <laughs> if, if, uh, the, I think the best example is like, I think Jimmy really was like, who the fuck is this asshole? Like, why is he... <laughs> Uh, you know, th- like he really took offense as, as you would imagine he would about anybody. Yeah. How did you it. end up getting close with him then? Uh, let's see. I kind of knew him uh, in the sort of MBAR days, which was 2002 to 2004 or five. Um, I got to know him through Scott. I think like Scott, mm-hmm. you know, sort of introduced me and well, like Scott certainly introduced me to his comedy by, putting him on death ray but also yeah. doing things like jimmy would do like his ta- his live talk show like mm-hmm. f- like one death ray would just be uh, running your trap with jimmy Barta. okay um or they would do like one of the game shows so then they were doing once the ucb opened they were doing a thing as called like jimmy pardo week where it was like he was doing like seven shows or what, I don't even know. It was like it was like a whole week. Uh, every night there was something at the ECB with Jimmy. Okay. It was like match game and running your trap, and he was on Death Ray doing stand up and a bunch of other stuff. And so Scott uh, proposed that I do interview him for for that, and um, I had started doing interviews uh, with comics and just like transcribing them uh-huh. um, for the site. For the site, yeah. I sort of felt like that was the next logical step after like doing these kind of recaps that i'd been writing so uh so i was like yeah i'd love to it was great so we you know we had lunch together and talked for a couple hours and um and it was great and and uh you know i was i mean i was a huge fan of his basically i Mm -hmm. just thought he was um amazing and and uh you know really unique and really funny and um so that happened and then um and so i guess we kind of just knew each other after that we were kind of friendly he was was a really you know very friendly guy very um Mm -hmm. Like the opposite, I think what you would you would expect from his stage persona <coughs> for him to be sort of acerbic or something. Or yeah. um, but he's yeah, he was just like very friendly, mm-hmm. and um, and then I started doing like I, I got sick of transcribing all these interviews because <laughs> it took a long time. Like I did I did one with Louis C.K. that was like around the time that he was doing. Forget if it was if, if it was the HBO show or it might have even been the he did a pilot for CBS. He he did like three versions of like a TV show about himself before really? before it actually worked. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I knew I only know of the HBO one. Yeah, the HBO one aired obviously, yeah. so that people saw. But before that, he did like a CBS like straight up sitcom, like a multi camera <laughs> sitcom pilot, and um, and yeah, like it was. I forget the, the the guy who was the showrunner was, was like a, one of those veteran dudes who like does or the or the guy who directed I think like just a guy who you know did Raymond and mm-hmm. you know all those other shows like just couldn't have been more like let's do it this is gonna be it right so I interviewed him right around that time uh, which was a very interesting time to talk to him 
And uh, but it just took forever to write. I mean, he was very gracious and gave me a lot of time, but it took yeah. like forever to transcribe it. And I right. think that was the point that I was like, I I can't. I'm not gonna. That's this is taking too much time, and I'm not getting paid. I'm not doing anything with this. It wasn't like it wasn't like I was running ads on the site and getting a huge following. It was just like right. a hobby, basically. You got to do those email interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I maybe even did a couple of those, but. Um, but yeah, so I was like, then that was in 2005, and I was like, uh, so I that was that was the year that iTunes added podcasts to mm-hmm. their software, where you could subscribe to podcasts in iTunes directly, and um, and that was also the year that Ricky Gervais's podcast became right. like this phenomenon where when he like, became the pod father right exactly <laughs> everyone was like this guy just got a million downloads, and I was like, oh my god, well, I don't even know what that means, but. Um, uh, I mean, I, I understood technically what I meant, but I was like, I <laughs> right. don't really know what to, how to measure that. So I was like, oh, I could just record these and just put them out as a podcast. And uh-huh. um, a friend of mine for in the comedy world had a bunch of, you know, he had like a mixer and microphones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. We can just plug this into my laptop. And um, so I started interviewing people that way. And then Jimmy was on an episode. So that became AST Radio, which was like the podcast right. for the site. And I talked to him um i did one of those with him at his dining room table because that was the sort of deal we would just go to wherever people were mm-hmm. and um and set up our stuff and, and talk to them and it was a lot of fun and and at the same time i was like he's been doing this monthly talk show i was like we could just record that show at the ucb yeah. and put the audio out and people would it would people would love to hear because it it's a funny show and i think i i kind of felt like 80 to 90 percent of it is it translates to audio fine like you don't need to see it yeah uh, you're missing a little bit but it's still entertaining for sure so i was i i, I said can i you know get, can i have you know have, can i buy you lunch and, and and talk to you about this idea and so we went to lunch and i was like i think we should i think you should do a podcast and i think you should make, make that talk show a podcast and he was like okay and so we recorded one and um, he didn't like how it came out. I, I, my perspective was like, this would be great. Like, I think mm-hmm. that this is fine. Like, this would be really cool. But he was, kind of, I think, like, luckily, actually, he had like, once he said yes to the idea, he was like, I think he had a more ambitious idea about what it might be. And he was like, this isn't it. Like, th- let's just leave that as a live show. But, but the, but the dining room table thing, that was great. Like, that was really fun. Why don't we do that? Yeah. So, um, so we did and and um and then that became never not funny and mike schmidt joined us um he there was supposed to be a different third person sitting there every week and but mike just was so great and he just he just became the third chair and we we did a year of shows with him uh he moved on and now it's just different guests every week and uh yeah and no and and like what you were saying about how it went that's what i love about the show is because that's like kind of what got me initially it was like i'd listen to it and i felt like i just one, I feel like I, I get the majority of the references that are made, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, I want to, I want like, I because I it feels like you're just hanging out, and I always want to like chime in, you yeah. know, and it just it's like <laughs> I want to, I you know, and that's that's what uh, you know that that feels. I try to make this a little more like conversational. I feel like I'm interviewing you a little more than I do a sure. lot of people, but uh, but no, I I just I just love that like, and he. Yeah, just the the he kills me. Yeah, he <laughs> he has like a really like his whole um, sort of personality. I, I would say it's it's it is also his persona on stage, but just his personality in general, like just even not 
not on stage is like um he has a very like old school show business uh, demeanor for sure and so like that's just who he is and so like him just in a conversation isn't that different from him on the show or him on stage like it's heightened obviously yeah. but like what what i think makes this show really fun is that this guy's v- being completely um like genuine like there's no artifice about it but he also happens to just talk like a rat pack kind of like yeah. or like a johnny carson like he just has a, a way of of speaking that's this naturally entertaining and, and yeah. funny do you do you have or did you maybe maybe you've gotten over it since then since you see him so much but do you because i find that like i think when i kind of first started really getting into the show like i found that i was like starting to like talk like yeah. him and, and yeah act like that. i think that happens to almost everyone yeah uh, who's around him like and that definitely happened to me like i i think i i hope that i've sort of gotten past it because i think that's not great to have like right. the, the co-host voice just be like a a cheap imitation of the main yeah. the host you know but like but yeah i i remember getting really like i definitely got sucked into it like if, if you listen to the first year or two of shows i definitely was completely uh just trying to like ride the wavelength you know of uh-huh. of, of what he was doing and what he had established and and that I think that's I mean, I'm not like saying that I'm a comedian, but I think what happens what happened to me also happens to a lot of comedians, which is like when you start out doing something where you're talking to people and you're trying to make it seem natural, like you're, it's it, you're, you you want to be funny, but you also want it to just sound like normal talk. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't have you don't know very few people have the ability to just like completely click in to, and like and lock into something new and different and original and unique and or or even uh, even beyond being unique like very few people are able to immediately just be themselves because they're naturally nervous about like how yeah. do i like i don't like you know you're self-conscious and you're you mm-hmm. know so like so what you do is you latch on to what you think is good and i think that you see a lot of young comedians who just kind of sound like the people that they admire yeah. you know like you you see a lot of like baby paul of tompkins is and you see a mm-hmm. lot of baby i mean Jimmy i feel Bardos. like bands do the same thing yeah I think. yeah well bands the, the the bands have the 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 um the benefit of like they can actually play covers and just like get comfortable with being a band and right, like, right not all bands start that way but like at least you can fall back on like yeah it's i a, never thought about it's that, accepted yeah. it's an accepted thing but like if you get on stage and you just start doing Mitch <laughs> Hedberg jokes, you can't do joke like, covers <laughs> yeah it's like that's really weird uh, so, but, but it, so instead you just kind of like, I think you just sort of fall into one way or the other, whether you want to or not, you, obviously no one really wants to be, be derivative, but I think you just can't help, but sort of like ape the style that you are really, you know, excited about. And I, 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 I doubt there've been very many comics who, as they were starting out, were like, eh, I'm just lukewarm on comedy, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to devote my <laughs> life to it myself. But as a fan of it, I don't really enjoy the, it's like, that's a weird. So yeah. obviously anyone getting into it is a fan of it. And so if you're a fan of it, you have people that you're like, that's awesome. That's the best. And so it's just normal that you would just start doing it like that. So I was sitting next to this guy that I admired and, and, and thought was great. And, you know, I, I have a sort of a, a way of, I think I sort of mimic people like that's just part of, me too is like i just I, a lot of times i just absorb and mimic what yeah what's around me anyway so 
yeah, it was there was a lot of that, and then I think over time I got more comfortable and just was able to be myself a little bit. And also I realized like I have to be first of all I can't be as funny as Jimmy, so that's like there's no point in trying. But also I kind of have to be a straight man and and be like, um, you know, he needs a sounding. The reason why he wanted me and and Mike and or whoever else he wanted people in the room because he he works best bouncing off of other people. Yeah. That's why he does so much crowd work too. Is like he's the funniest when he actually has something to react to so i just try to just give him things to react to yeah no you guys are it's fantastic thanks like i said if if you're not listening never not funny change that (laughs) it's the it seriously is it's seriously the like the highlight of my week every week that is very nice and uh yeah it's it's it uh you know the the schedule is different these days because i'm home now but yeah when i when i was traveling all the time like that was like I, I, you know, I remember like wanting to listen to a new episode when it came out, but knowing I was flying in two days or something. <laughs> like, nope, gotta save it for the yeah. plane. That's uh, funny. Yeah, I'm like that too. With uh, you know, because I've I wasn't really listening to a lot of podcasts uh, for most of the time. I've been like involved in them because I just was like very busy doing the, the ones that I, you know. Because I also work on Doug Loves Movies and yeah. and the Greg Proops uh, Smartest Man in the World show. And a few other things, and so I was just like, ah, I don't have time for that. But then I realized I do have time for that. It's it's like what I, I'm just not exercising. <laughs> not like, so I started exercising. I was like, well, now I need something to listen to. So now I'm caught in the thing that I always was confused by with other people where they were like seemingly had so much time to listen to so many shows. I was like, how do you listen to all those shows? And I was like, oh, it's because they're really just an hour. Like most of them are just like an hour max a week. And that's mm-hmm. not that – like if you're jogging three days a week – that's, yeah, that's, jogging, that's running, or just if you have a, just a job that yeah. is brainless. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of graphic designers seem to email us and and say, you know, like that's that. I remember noticing that early on. It's like there's a lot of graphic designers uh-huh. in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um, and animators and yeah, guys, people like that. So yeah, I I it's always one of those things. I was always stoked to have it for uh, for flights. Yeah, but then also because I find the show so funny, then felt like an idiot, like sitting there laughing <laughs> out loud at all these things. That's, that's awesome. I remember we had this idea that we never did anything with, because we, we get emails, people saying that too, like a, a, a common theme in, in the emails we get is like, uh, oh, I just like look like such a, you know, <laughs> nutcase on the subway or whatever. <laughs> so like we had this idea, like if we were like going to make like a commercial, like obviously we weren't going to get like, pay for to put a commercial right. on television but like we could we're thinking like we could make like a like a web commercial for never not funny and it would just be it would just be shots of of people on the subway or you know at their desk or uh-huh. on a bus or whatever just in their life just cracking up like all by themselves and then you like realize that they're they've got earbuds in and then it just says never not funny and we we're like oh that'd be an awesome that'd be a great ad and then it's like, why are we making an ad? Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> like, how does that work? Um, the, so, yeah, I would love to do that still, though. The, uh, as, as dumb as you feel laughing by yourself, it's still better than uh, crying by yourself, <laughs> which I have also done. Oh, wow. Jeez. I, uh, did you ever see that documentary, uh, Young at Heart? It's about the old people, like, in, uh, that they start a, a this guy is like leading these old people in a choir and they sing like rock songs though. Oh wow. No, like they're all like in like a, like a old person's home Oh wow! and he like 
puts them all together in a choir and but they do like Ramones songs and and wow. so it's it's really 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 good cool but they're old <laughs> so you kind of you can put that together where that's headed and i yeah. watched that i made the mistake of watching that on a plane oh no I, it was just a disaster by the time <laughs> the, end of the movie rolled around yeah wow that's funny. Don't be. That's that's nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> I feel like when you're on a plane, you're just that's just you're everyone's in their own bubble. Like you just have to you you have to all be okay with the fact that no one wants to be that close to anyone else. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna be here. I'm gonna. But there's no there's no cool do. way to. Re- you're just like I just remember constantly like tearing up and like looking around, making seeing if anyone's looking at me. <laughs> at least you had a screen in front of you. Like, know, what if someone was, was just sitting there doing nothing and like, <laughs> tears were running down their face? That would be way worse. True. True. Yeah, we did. Uh, my girlfriend and I went. Uh, on a trip a few years ago and we did, we made the same mistake. We watched this, uh, again, it's the fucking documentaries. Yep. Uh, it was, it's called the elephant in the living room. It was about people that buy exotic animals as pets, basically. <laughs> oh my God. And, and it, it like explores like how frighteningly easy it is to actually do that. Right. Like there, there's weirdly like not that many laws about those things. Yeah. I feel like I saw an article about that recently. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's fascinating and it's really good, but yeah, one of these guys owns lions. But was this recent? Uh, it came it? out in the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, like <laughs> basically spoiler alert. Oh. Uh, one of what the guy who has the lion, the lion, uh, he has like an electric, fence i believe like and there was something like some sort of malfunction and the lion ended up getting electrocuted oh no and dies and they like have the moment of the guy like basically like holding the lion and like crying as it's dying jesus and there was about five to ten minutes of the movie left at that point and (laughs) christina my girlfriend like she starts bawling and then the announcement comes on for all everyone to turn off your electronic devices because we're <laughs> landing. So we just oh. had to turn it off right as the oh. lion dies. There's still 10 minutes of the movie left. That and, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure oh, the guy next to was like, are you, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just clean myself up a little bit here. I thought you were going to, that's better. That's a terrible tragedy, but uh, it's better than what I thought. The, I thought the story was going in the direction of like the electric fence failed the lion got loose and oh. ate a child or yeah. something so at least i mean that's terrible that the lion died I gotcha. but it could have gotcha. been could have been worse yeah um and you have you have some children i do <laughs> nice segue tony <laughs> yeah i mean you know i'm getting used to this i'm getting yeah. getting all right uh so is uh you know try to bring it all back now sure is christmas a big deal for you guys now with the, with the kids oh my god yeah it is it is um you know but my biggest regret uh, as a father thus far is that uh, it's not you a had re- children. <laughs> <laughs> that's the umbrella regret. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Um, that's not a regret. I, gu- I guess what happens in my house is that my wife starts shopping for Christmas uh, always. <laughs> she's always so she's currently things. out. That's why you were able to come over today because <laughs> yeah. she's out doing it right she's now. She's not. She's not. It is not like an active endeavor. It's just like a there's there's always things being purchased and put away for a birthday or a Christmas uh-huh. or whatever. That that's just a constant. So like 
So we, there's just like always just so much stuff. Like she's she's actually gotten a lot better about it, but like because I think she realized like this is out of control. Uh-huh. But like, but basically what that does is it, uh, like it basically squeezes me out of the 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 whole like gift buying uh-huh. part of it, which is like, and I even tried to make a deal because like my I we have a, a a daughter who's five and a and a son who's two, and so when our son was born, I was like, all right, you've been buying all the presents for Zoe. Uh-huh. For for three years or whatever it was at the time and um now it's my turn so like here's the deal you don't get to buy any presents for charlie i'm gonna (laughs) buy all the presents for him you're gonna buy all the presents for her and i was like that's how we're gonna make this even (laughs) because like Uh i've been shut out i can't i'm i like doing this too and and especially with a boy i was like finally yeah like i can get the stuff that i would want right right, Um, right. are there are there things that you are really trying you're hoping that your son gets into well yeah i mean like everything Everything has been leading it's and will be still leading up to Star Wars Episode Seven uh-huh. for me and for him, whether uh, he likes yeah, it or not. It's gonna be nice like, timing there. He yeah. actually will be the same age when that comes out, he'll be the same age I was when Star Wars came out, when when episode four came out. Nice. So uh, and that and so I saw it. That was like one of the first movies my parents ever took me to in a theater. And like one of my earliest um like film going ex- uh, memories and yeah. it's like a huge huge part of my life um the toys were a huge part of my life and all not everything. mine <laughs> <laughs> looking around i can tell you don't uh, relate to this at all no. um yeah so uh i i very excited about that but you know uh i also ki- i'm trying to just be like let them have their own things you know like yeah one of the things that i you know i, I realized is like i hate cars the movie cars yeah the it's pixar the only movie. pixar movie i don't like it's it's so bad that um actually i I was gonna say it's the sequel is the only pixar movie i haven't seen but that's not true because i also have not yet seen monsters you but that's just because i think i think uh i think cars 2 is the only pixar one i have not seen yeah and that's the correct choice (laughs) for a for a fan of pixar just proceed as if the cars franchise does not exist but cars land yeah, is really awesome. I know. In I Disney haven't been Land. on that ride yet, but I've it's seen really it. It's really good. It's amazing looking. Um, and I, they also apparently have some pretty good rotisserie chicken right by that. Oh really? In Cars Land. Had, yeah. I'm going tomorrow. Maybe I'll try. So it am I. Oh really? Yeah. That's so Carpool? Weird. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I. Um, I think tomorrow we we may try to get on the on the cars ride. You really should because it's, it, it's fucking hard to get on though. It's, it is always a long line. Yeah. It's still the new ride. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a but yeah. House. It's it's honestly like. It's ridiculously good because it's cool because it's like two different rides almost Mm -hmm. because there's like the part where you go inside and there's all the cool animatronics and then the second half I didn't even know about that the race through the canyons and stuff and it's just it's really really well done yeah my my daughter has this weird thing where she's like I don't want to do it's a small world but I will go on Dumbo or that rocket ship thing outside of Tomorrowland like she'll Uh go on things that are just empirically scarier than other <laughs> things that she's like, no, it's too scary. So like she's, she won't go on like the little mermaid thing at California adventure, which is like, it's <laughs> yeah, just a story. Yeah, it's not even a ride. It's barely a ride. Um, but weirdly she's like, oh, maybe I'll go on the cars. I was like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I think she'll probably decide against it when we get there. But anyway, so, but yeah, for Christmas, um, you know, the, just the, this, this, there's a, there's a bit of the like, oh, I wish I could like go nuts on the shop. I mean, I'd still do get some stuff. I'd go out and buy some toys for them, but um, yeah. 
but basically I feel like uh, I don't get to do the thing that I you know always imagined I would do my whole <laughs> life which is just like finally I can go into a toy store and buy every single thing <laughs> in it um, but there that my wife already has done that so uh, yeah so but yeah cr- I mean I think like I've never let go of Christmas like I feel yeah. like I didn't me, me like neither I was as, my, as this uh, yeah in, the entire 20s and 30s I have been like as if I was still a child like celebrating on the same level mm-hmm. oh yeah me too because I mean I feel like half the time my gifts still toys yeah it <laughs> so. really isn't that different yeah like yeah. I I remember the um are you you're probably a little younger than me right are you like mid 30s little, yeah I'm 35 okay yeah so so you're probably still I mean I was in college when the Star Wars like reboot Kenner toys came out. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was like late high school when that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was huge. I remember yeah, that that I happened. Have a ton of those. Yeah. I I got up everything because I was like I'm gonna be because I mm-hmm. still kind of burnt the like I was like no I had all those original toys that are worth a ton now but they're destroyed like yeah. I totally just like you know loose joints and missing. Mm-hmm. Heads. I I have since regained a lot of them but. I had, you know, this weird window of time as I growing up where one year I was like, oh, I'm too old for toys. I don't mm-hmm. need these anymore. And we had a yard sale and oh, I no. sold all oh, of my Star Wars toys. Jesus. But I've since, as you can see, I've, I've, I've yeah. regained some. I still don't have as many as I did. You have but, a thing uh, that I don't think I've ever seen, which I love, which is, I don't even know. That's not actually Lego, is it? Those big. Oh, the big ones up there? Yeah. No, those are, uh, they're called Kubricks. They're actually right. a Japanese thing. Yeah, I've seen those at Comic-Con. Yeah. Okay, I've never, but I've never seen the Luke and Han in, in Stormtrooper. Yeah, That's they're awesome. kind of hard to find in the U.S. Like, they're more of like an eBay thing. Yeah. Like, you can find them every now and then in the States, but they're kind of difficult to find. Those are great. Those yeah. are really great. Um. Yeah, so I have a bunch of stuff in storage like this. I don't have anything really displayed, but I have like uh-huh. boxes and boxes. And my wife's really into it too. Like she, oh right, she um, she works for um, Rough Draft Studios, which is the animation company that did Futurama. Oh nice. So they got like all the she's gotten all the Futurama stuff, and then because it's a Matt Groening thing, she also kind of got grandfathered into a lot of simpson stuff nice. so like uh, not that she was given it for free but she was able to buy it like uh, you know at a discount and get the first dibs on all sorts of crazy stuff so like we just have like a garage full of that stuff that uh, i haven't even looked at in years but I, yeah they're it's all like I, that was by the time we got to like the early 2000s i feel like everyone figured out what how to do really cool collectible toy stuff like it yeah. was Especially for shows like that, where like there was like definitely a geek centric uh, approach. Yeah, I know because if you look at a lot of those old Star Wars toys, they're like they suck. Yeah, they're the, really the, bad. like that. What's shocking is that like the the ones that we grew up with, like the original uh-huh. figures, were very basic. But I have a, I mean, I just can't be, I can't be objective about it. Like yeah. to me, those are the real, those are the great. Right. Things. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. But and the then, best, those. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say my favorite is like the certain. Uh, things like actually i have right behind you i have a, a tauntaun and like the best was if you wanted to put the guys uh oh, yeah. on top of the tauntaun yeah you they stick just... his legs into <laughs> yeah. it yeah that's so great and then that has the belly that you can put yep. luke inside right uh-huh yeah um yeah i had that too loved it um uh, this is awesome to look at that stuff but yeah what i was gonna say is okay so you have that's the that's like I don't know if that even is that the right term. You're a bigger collector than me. Like I call those guys the reboot. Those like broad shoulder. Ni- uh, the no, 90s those ones. those are originals. This one, 
the which the Luke stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, okay. That is one of the I forget what the term is. It's it's one of the final I forget what the number is, but there's there's a series that everybody refers to as the final something. It's a yeah. number, and that was one of the figures in that final series. Oh, like okay. it was like a year or two after Jedi came out. Oh yeah, because it does. It definitely has like the smaller, less just like the less uh, designed head. But but what I was gonna say is like. Those look very simple. Like w- when the ones in the '90s came out, it was Super like buff they were like, yeah, they were like more detailed, but like they were just so re- like they're worse. So in exaggerated, a way. Like, yeah. Why are, why are the shoulders like four yeah. times the width of the yeah. old ones? They uh, eventually came around with them, though. They started like uh, they well, then they started they... making the old ones again. Like they started reissuing. Have you s- you've seen that right? Yeah. Like in the original package style, right, right, right. like that. But they have great. improved like the look though. Like yeah. they they make them look like they should look right, right, and yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't even know how we got on onto that tangent, but um, I guess I could go back to saying that uh, that Christmas 2015 is going to be <laughs> off the fucking chain. <laughs> yeah, literally Christmas yeah. 2015. Yeah, I know, and it's like that sounds so much further away than it is. Yeah, it's like a year and a half away. It's and real weird. It's uh, it's close. I just, I mean, I'm scared. I because of the prequels i'm still scared even though i trust i know i trust trust everything that's in place but i'm scared yeah it's very scared (laughs) yeah i i feel i feel confident i feel like i've probably said this on every episode because i feel like it always because everybody sits (laughs) in here and sees all the toys but like yeah i just feel like all the pieces that are there and i and everything that disney has bought they've done a pretty good job with taking over. I know. It's so funny. Like, growing up, I was really, I was anti-Disney as I a kid. I kind of was, too. But I was then not big on it. Look at what they were doing in the 80s, and it's not hard to understand why we might have been anti-Disney. Uh-huh. Like, first of all, there were, like, the classics that were still crammed down everyone's throats, which yeah. are, were mostly... Which I've only seen a hand. I've still only seen, like, three or four Disney classics. Okay. Well, the thing about that is, as a boy the big ones are mostly for girls it's snow white uh-huh. cinderella sleeping beauty and so it's like i mean what why would a boy care about right. that that legacy and then what was coming out as in our childhood was like the rescuers down under or whatever <laughs> like is that disney that might not even be I, sure but it's like stuff like that it's like uh, the aristocats <laughs> yeah and, yeah uh you know just like really terrible like the worst movies they my ever girlfriend made. would get mad if you bring up the aristocats oh, no. in a negative way oh dear so. i'm sorry uh <laughs> i i couldn't have been more negative <laughs> um but I, I yeah i just i feel like that was just it it was pretty uninspired stuff in my view and so no, like I, yeah. by the time like so but then you know they they, they kind of pulled it together and like I didn't actually. I don't. I. I don't like the Lion King, but I've I, never seen it. Oh well, just keep it that way. It's. It's not. It's. I mean, it's not. It's not the worst, but like, I don't. It's to me the the hype of people were acting. You know, like yeah, it's like nominated for best picture or something, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, no, you're. I think you're the first person that's ever said, "Don't bother." Don't <laughs> to me. Don't. It's like a, it's going to be like, a letdown. You've never seen it. No, no. It's, it'll be. It'll be a letdown. It's. It's. It's not great. It's just like. What's weird about it is that they were definitely shooting for something yeah. more than because it was, you know, they did Beauty and the Beast and they were like, oh, we can actually make good movies like, uh-huh. OK, well, let's do that then. And then I think maybe that started with Little Mermaid a little bit. But then they were like Beauty and the Beast was like we're like throwing down the gauntlet like we're going to make good movies. And then Aladdin, I think I think Aladdin's pretty great. Um, That's one of the few I've seen. OK, so Aladdin's good. Like, uh, I think it's funny. Like, it's it legitimately has laughs in it. And um 
and it's you know not good song like if you like musicals there's good good songs in it and then lion king it was like they were just like drunk with power they're like why don't we just make king lear you know like why don't we just why can't we make king lear with lions let's do it uh, or like is it king lear you know I, I could be wrong about that Shakespeare reference, but basically, it's 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 a little pretentious in its uh-huh. conception, um, and uh, and like I don't know, it just I, there's th- I just have I have pro- I have problems with it, but I definitely feel like they've 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 reached a point where they're like they kind of know what they're doing yeah. with story that that uh, they they've really like locked in on like and that's not true across the board, but like they 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 know how to handle these franchises in a way mm-hmm. that like if you look around like you know with like the spider-man franchise and like uh, the way Sony nothing f- good about the yeah new one. i haven't seen it but. it's just like and fi- you know and x-men like those i guess some of those are good i kind of lost touch with the x-men franchise but like it just seems like disney's that i trust i trust their especially with the biggest like star wars is the biggest thing yeah like you can't fuck it up so like no. y- you like you get they the getting jd abrams is smart like putting like the best writer they could think of like the guy who wrote toy story 3 is writing it, i think and, uh well uh, or is jj abrams writing it yeah well it was initially that guy okay. and then he wrote a script and then i guess jj abrams and lawrence kasdan right. are rewriting it i now. saw kasdan yeah in a thing with with jj abrams on on, uh, on star wars day they were, they yeah, were hanging yeah i out. saw that too um so yeah but but at least i don't know we'll see I, 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 the pieces are there yeah, although I mean J.J. Abrams is not unimpeachable, like as a creative person. I, yeah, I I tend to. He has a pretty good track record. For good, me. Yeah, I, I'm not for me. Yeah. I, I I think <laughs> you Scott Ogram. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but for me, um, yeah, I I think that's about as good as it's like i mean there probably are other people who could knock it out of the park and maybe it would be more risky choices or maybe a little yeah. more interesting choices but I actually i pr- like if, if you're going with these guys these big guys i probably would be more of a joss whedon guy than a jj abrams guy yeah um just because i was a huge buffy fan and uh, and i thought he did a great job with the avengers but yeah um i just love that i never cared i grew up never caring about star trek and yeah. then his movie totally turned me around. Yeah, like, me too. It, and then the thing because it felt like an old Star Wars movie. It was Wars a Star movie. Wars movie. It basically, it was a Star Wars movie with the characters yeah. of Star Trek. And it was like down to the like, this guy's like, you know, standing on a duny bluff at the beginning, mm-hmm. dreaming of the stars. Like it was really. And he ends up on the snowy planet at one point. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was it was really uh, pretty pretty clear what he was. Yeah. <laughs> what was on his mind. But and And I know there are people like Star Trek people are like yeah i know a lot of them don't, they don't do like not that. like it yeah because it's not i don't know maybe matt myra it's a little more it's a little too popcorny yeah. yeah like but i think popcorny is okay like i i think i don't know i just was never i was never a big star trek guy because yeah. as a kid i didn't find them accessible uh-huh. nor mm-hmm. should i have probably yeah no. um but i just found you know my life probably like a lot of people just been very much defined by like you know, like very binary choices. It's like Star Wars, not Star Trek. Yeah. You know, or like, um, you know, Mac, not PC. <laughs> like, I mean, everything is to me is just like uh, East Coast rap, not West Coast rap. <laughs> and Baby, not Jurassic Park. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> yeah. I did, you know, I don't get the love of Jurassic Park. I don't know. Oh, we do not see eye to eye on that. Okay. I, I liked it, but I, I think you probably were the perfect age. Yeah, I think I was a freshman in high school when that came out. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I think, a freshman in college. So, like, I just was a little bit past, like, thinking, 
it was cool and and fun but i was i don't know i it's again it's it's a popcorn movie you know yeah i love it like i literally there was a couple years ago when i was i would come home from tour in between tour and have Mm -hmm. like a few weeks at home I had like a problem a couple of years ago oh, where no. I was literally wanting to watch it every day. Wow! <laughs> As a thirty-something-year-old man, I've done that with movies. I, I did uh, not 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 in my thirties, but when I was in high school, <laughs> a friend of mine and I was we set out to watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure every day. Uh-huh. I don't even think we had an end point in mind. We were just like, we're just going to watch it every day. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's not. It's, we're not like doing it for a month or whatever. But it did peter out after about a month. But we basically watched it every day for a month. And uh, I mean, it's not a bad one to watch great. every day. It d- yeah. You know what? I'm gr- really happy with the choice I made <laughs> uh, to do that. Um, but Jurassic. So, so do you go? Did were you a fan of the book? Did you, did you go back? To uh, read the no, book? actually. Well, I finally. I think after the movie came out, I liked it so much, and I think like my parents got me the book, but like I just hardly ever read as a kid, yeah. and so I we're very had much it. alike. Like a lot of toys, not a lot of books. Yeah. It's kind of how I was. Yeah, so, but but like I would always fool myself into like, oh no, I like that so much, I'm gonna read this because mm-hmm. I did the same thing with some Star Wars books too, and mm-hmm. like I'm gonna read this. Yeah. Never did, right. or I'd start to and give up after. You mean a like chapter. those expanded universe, yeah. those books? Yeah, I never got into that either. Yeah, so finally, like last year. I actually read the Jurassic Park book, mm-hmm. and it's great. I bet. I believe that. I, I bet in a weird way I probably would enjoy it more than the movie. Yeah, because there's a lot of other stuff going on, Yeah, it's obviously. A, a little more, like, I remember hearing <coughs> that there's a lot more, like, yeah. science and, and, like, just Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, pr- like, the movie does stay loyal to a lot of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you got to cut a lot of it out for a movie, but... Right. It's it's really good. What I, about the sequels? Where where did you uh, fall? Uh, I I enjoy the second one. I don't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not read the book. I actually started to, and for some reason, I was kind of struggling with the book, and I never finished it. Uh, the third one, I think, is a giant pile of doo doo. Yeah, I don't even remember if I saw that one. Yeah, uh, it's it's not very good. Because the second one is the one that ends in San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I which I know a lot of people hate, but I kind of enjoyed it. I think I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't, oh man, what was the third one? The third one. Who's in the third one? William H. Macy and right. Kay Leone. Okay. And they are, like, looking, I forget did, like, exactly. Did, Joe Johnston direct that one, or did he direct the second one? Uh, I'm not sure. All right. Where's Garen? <laughs> Karen, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Wherever you are, you might know that off the top of his head. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, God, that's what. Well, it's now they're to. making another one, Jurassic World, right? Yeah, and I, and I'm that's just Jurassic Park in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really know. I don't think anybody really knows what the deal on it is, like what the story is. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It'd be great if it was about like dinosaurs that were so big they just were like the size of the world, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like Earth-sized. <laughs> like, what would that even be? <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I don't. You were right. Joe Johnston uh, okay. direct, directed part three, and because did Spielberg do the second one, or did Joe Dante do the second one? There's like there's a lot of uh, Joes involved. <laughs> it was a lot of like I think it was Joe Piscopo actually. It's a lot of like second tier like Spielberg acolytes. Let's see. Sorry, my typing is horrible. Uh, totally okay. Now I know why Garen gets yelled at. 
Um, it's not an, an enviable position to have to look <laughs> things up on on the spot no. like that. Especially in, in trying to talk at the same time. It yeah, doesn't. Uh, that's true. For some reason, why is that only giving me the video game? <laughs> oh, See, I had that. That I liked. That probably. Yeah, I don't know if I ever played the that. The Genesis. There was a Jurassic Park Genesis game that was pretty good. It was a side scroller, but you could play as the raptor. It was cool. Like you basically p- half the game was like you were one of the humans, and then the other half of the game you were the raptor. <laughs> You're like just going through killing people, <laughs> and it was awesome. I have not played that. Oh, it's great. Uh, Spielberg did do uh, Lost World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. That's and it's weird. That Vince, is a Vince Vaughn is yeah. in that, which is real weird to and like, think back like on. Is Anne not Anne Hash? Like Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah. And not uh, who from the original is it? Is it like Gold, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum's still in it. And I think, Same. if I remember right, uh, Laura Dern like has a Pops scene up. in it yeah. at some point. I think you're right. Or maybe that's the third one. But I think it's the second one. Yeah, I, I, um, I just, I don't know. Like th- those. Basically, and people like will totally go crazy on me for saying this too. But like, even to me, Jaws is like, yeah, it's good, fine. Like, it's it's just it's okay. To me, it exists in this weird netherworld between. It's not it's not a horror movie, uh-huh. but it, but it's but it's not anything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no. closest to that, but it's just more right. of like it's like a fun like it's it's almost just like a declawed horror movie yeah where it's Although like nothing's really scary it's just kind of like ooh. yeah <laughs> i i've asked this to other people and i feel like no one really knows for sure at least that anyone that i've asked i was trying to figure out if because you know jaws technically came out before i was born mm-hmm. did the fear of sharks that so many people have already exist and that's why the movie existed or did the fear of sharks no. come from that movie i think mostly came from the movie really? honestly yeah I, I didn't i was i was one year old when that movie yeah. came out but but from what i gather i don't think people were i don't be, people weren't really thinking about sharks that much yeah. in the mainstream it was just kind of like oh yes and then there's these things in the water like mm-hmm. they bite me but like it, i don't i think it was a pretty uh I think the book probably because that was a book too. I think the yeah. book probably started that ball rolling. Like people were like, "Oh my god, what?" Right. And and I'm sure in in coastal towns there were things that people were like, "Watch out for those sharks!" And like that was probably a, a known danger. But it would be like, I think the probably the best way to like try to uh, explain it, having no firsthand knowledge at all. <laughs> but like, you know how we all know bears will kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like no one's like it's but no people aren't like there aren't like there aren't like support groups for people who are afraid of bears. But I guess the difference is that like <laughs> bears are on land, so like I don't know that that's the weird that 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 actually goes the other way. Like because you don't have to go in the water. You're, right. There's a very simple way to to be safe. Yeah. But people are just like, nope, gotta swim. What do you mean? No, I'm supposed to not swim in the <laughs> summer? Come on, I'm still gonna swim. So yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that's so so rampant but i think every everything i've heard everyone older than me say is that that movie was like basically like beaches it did had, change it yeah, yeah like like the guy who sold the ice cream cones at the beach like had to get a part-time job because that movie <laughs> did such a had such a major effect on like the <coughs> beach going uh experience of of america I, I don't know. Yeah, and and obviously after Jurassic Park, a lot of people were afraid to go to the dinosaur parks. <laughs> obviously, yes. I mean, it seems like <laughs> they were so benign, and yet it really opened our eyes to the danger. 
<laughs> it could get loose at any point. You don't know what's going to happen. It's true. I will say, though, too, with the, the shark thing that uh, I've been to, not to brag, but I've been to Hawaii a few times. Nice. And uh, uh, I did, they offer a thing. If you're on Oahu, on the North Shore, you can do a thing where you take a boat out and you get in the cage. Wow. And sharks show up. And I've done it twice. You did. And it's, because you know, I'm not, like, swimming. Among, I'm in a right, thing, right. so yeah, I'm, you're I'm safe. safe. But it is, it's pretty freaky. And honestly, like, seeing it all is, like, weird enough. But for some reason, the creepiest part is they're all swimming, you know, towards the top. So every now and then you'll see the fin come up out of the water. And, yeah. like, that image is, like, the the right. creepiest one of any of it for some it, reason. It's a, well, that's that movie... I mean, obviously, it's a it's a really well made movie. It's it's I, I'm not going to take that away from it. Yeah. Like it's I think I my problem is I heard about it my whole life. Right. And so I don't I think finally... I've ever watched it from start to finish in one sitting. Yeah. Like I've seen it a million times, but right, I think it's right. always just catching it on TV here. It and just there. like if you do sit down to watch it, like I think I probably didn't watch it until I was in my 20s, and I was just like, so this is the movie everyone's been talking <laughs> about my whole life about being this. This is like so scary. Yeah. It's like it's fun. But I, if you didn't get it at the right moment, just like a lot of Spielberg movies, yeah. like no, I have that. I have so many movies, not even just Spielberg. I yeah, think movies and TV shows. Right, you, it depends on when you sure. saw them. But like I, I know that like I have a great affection for Raiders of the Lost <laughs> Ark. But mm-hmm. I could understand someone being like, well, I don't care. <laughs> like I didn't, you That's... know, like I saw it three years ago. Who cares? What's the big deal? And same with Star Wars. Like I actually, it took me probably until I was in my mid thirties to recognize because like when the when the prequels came out, I was like, these are gar-. like, I tried to convince myself that they were good for oh, a so while, so like for I. a few years. So basically until <laughs> I think, I think I was still convincing myself in my head that they were okay until the, th- the like even up to the third one coming out and me watching the third one and being like, all right, yeah, all right, all right, all right. And then like, s- not that long after that one, I was like, okay, yeah, I just can't no, do I'm, it anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I actually rewatched all three recently. Oof. Just to just to because it had been a while. I bet at this point I'd be like, oh, it's not so bad because like I think I, I've, I've denigrated I them too feel much. That way. I mean, you know, it's the there's no way around Jar Jar. Yeah, like that's awful no right. matter what. But I, the Phantom Menace is like if you can somehow get over him, there's a lot of it. There's there's a lot of cool stuff in it, and I like yeah. that so much of it is still. Uh, real like they're not just green screen the whole time because the other ones are just cartoons basically like there were no sets yeah it's a bummer i remember even reading beforehand reading that they were doing that i was like yeah because this i will say this in rewatching them the second one is awful is that the worst one i think by far the worst one that's interesting i remember like i feel because i feel like the third one is the one that kind of like woke me up i was like (laughs) really because i feel like i can that there's still a lot of bad stuff in it but maybe i'm wrong kind of like that one though well at least it gets to the you know yeah it gets to to what point the whole yeah (laughs) like the uh, because the other two didn't basically don't need to exist they all should have been one movie basically yeah Yeah. but that but i do know that like the uh you know like after the first one and i remember reading about the second one and i was like oh okay it's like they're gonna be in their late teens early 20 whatever i was like okay so I was like, even though I was like, that was fine. The first one's fine. I, but, you know, but it's like he's a little kid. So, what, yeah. you know, of course, it's going to be a little more geared to, to kids. And that's okay. Like, that's for, you know, that's it's for everybody. And I get that. But I was like, but this is where it's good. This will be like the empire of this mm-hmm. series where it gets a little deeper and a little more adult. And we can all, 
you know, start to really sink our teeth into some story here. And then instead it was like, the blockade of the Imperial <laughs> Papa. Oh, what? No, no. Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's hope there's no Senate hearings in oh, episode seven. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Yeah, all three of them really had too much of that. Yeah, just, like, they really got big on politics. Yeah, <laughs> really boring, boring <laughs> politics. Yeah. It's like it's politics are boring to begin with, but then like fake <laughs> intergalactic <laughs> politics, real bad. Yep. So I I don't know why I started saying I guess because you know it just seems like that that actually like opened the door for me to look at the original trilogy and be like, all right, I still love them, but I can finally understand why some people are like this is cheesy. I'm with like, you 100. I, I yeah. literally couldn't fathom why someone didn't love the first uh-huh. star wars like for most of my life i was just like what are you talking about you're, you if you don't love it then you're nuts like you right. you have no solid ground to stand on and then i looked at it almost like from the eyes of the the guy who saw f- episode one and two and uh-huh. three and being like okay so what if i a 35 year old me saw this one and i get it now it's like it is it is it's cheesy there are cheesy things about it you yeah. know and but and like but i still love i mean the, the difference is the story is just like the the everything it's just like rock solid like it's just the perfect you know they teach it in screenwriting class it's so mm-hmm. good in terms of like just being the archetypal hero's journey so like it always has that to fall back on if 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 the performances are wooden which they are sometimes yeah and if like if a, a costume or a set isn't like super great like whatever it's fine like yeah but even so like i feel like that was just so different than anything else that had come out at that point yeah and, like i know star trek existed but it just it wasn't star trek w- didn't look great either yeah. it was it was it was, it was a step up from that and that's right. that was the, one of the only reference points people yeah. had other than like 2001 which was like you know looks amazing but like it's kind of different because it's not fantasy it's not it's 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 just an extension of what we were already experiencing in mm-hmm. reality of like the of nasa and things so yeah i i don't know i just feel like uh i don't hold it against people the way i used to if they're just like eh, it's just those are kids movies or whatever right but it's just I, I, I pointed out recently on twitter i believe that yeah, George Lucas always calls them kids movies and you know, you know those kids movies where people get limbs cut off and heads <laughs> cut off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean honestly, that's what made them great. Like the fact yeah. that they went there, you know, like they don't the movies don't do that any like kids movies no. never do that. Yeah. And it's probably for the best honestly for the right. kids. Like as a father, I'll say thank you for not doing that anymore. Yeah. But for some reason that that really worked. Mhm. And yeah, now I have the thing. I just like, speaking of that, like I now I have to deal with this thing that parents now have, where trying to get them to in to get them to see Star Wars without it being any, anything being spoiled. Like it's, yeah. it's almost impossible. I mean, my daughter, my daughter found out when she was three years old that Darth Vader was Luke's uh-huh. father and that Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Like she knew that before I even thought of trying to <laughs> right. keep her from knowing it. You know, like I didn't know that that was a threat. I was like, just one day on the playground, some kid, some friend yeah, of hers yeah. had seen it. And it was just like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm Darth Vader and you're my son, Luke. And no, stop. <laughs> so, but, but I still have, I still have one chance left <laughs> right? to try. And There's so, another. The question is, what do I do? Like how, yeah, when do so, I show it to him? Yeah. Or how do I keep him from, I don't know, it's just like really hard. That type of reveal, those days are gone, I feel like, yeah. just with the way everything is, and with the internet and everything. Like, yeah. like, I can't imagine seeing Empire in the day and actually having that moment. 
without it being ruined before. Yeah. Like, do you remember seeing it? I do. Did I, you know when you saw it? No. I the Empire. I remember seeing Empire what much more clearly than I remember seeing yeah. Star Wars because it was like because it had been built up. Like I had been mm. playing with the toys and reading yeah, that's the how books I was for and, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like so I vividly remember going to the theater like i, I know that my, the thing that i remember most actually is that because it was such a big thing and we were seeing it on opening weekend i think um it might not have even been opening weekend by the way but yeah. this this still had to happen my dad brought a lawn chair and <laughs> sat in line to get the tickets and me and good my mom and my sister and my uh, like uh, we were with like other people too we just all went to a restaurant, like a sit-down <laughs> restaurant, and had dinner, <laughs> like a leisurely meal, while it's he an sat even better there. Better dad than I thought. <laughs> yeah, and so, and then we came back and and went in and watched the movie. Like that was my main memory of it. But yeah, nobody knew. I mean, maybe some of the adults had heard, yeah. but like it wasn't. It was totally. There's no fucking internet, mm-hmm. so like it wasn't hard to not find something out. Yeah, we would just go and be like, oh shit, and like I doubt it would have even occurred to anybody like in the new like. You know, they would cover like things like that would always get some local news coverage like the new Star Wars movie is burning (laughs) up the box office and like you'd see a long line. But like no one would ever at that day and age, no one ever be like, and wait, wait and hold on to your hats. There's a big surprise. Like they wouldn't even say that because that alone is like a that's a betrayal of some sort of trust. But now that's all gone. Now it's all about I feel like. Even the when Jedi came out, maybe just I saw it way later or something, but I. And it's not as big of a reveal, but the whole, like, Luke and Leia being brother-sister. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember I knew by the time I saw it. Like, so, like, yeah, that got got spoiled. Yeah, that's a bummer. So how did you, just your friends talking about it? I don't remember how I knew. I... I almost feel like I have like a vague memory of just my dad telling me, you know, I heard that uh, (laughs) I might might be wrong. I don't know. Sorry, dad. Well, there was also the (laughs) thing that still happens where like they put out the storybook of the movie, you know, and and so like you have to like if you don't see the movie immediately for these kids movies, like I remember like the Frozen book (laughs) because like my daughter's in the Frozen, like. Because she's a child right now. She's a five-year-old, <laughs> yes. so she loves Frozen. That's the uh, that's the law. That's what I hear. <laughs> I still have not seen it, but that's mandated. all I hear. Yeah. That's another one you can skip. Uh, really? I know. I was just saying how Disney's knocking it out of the park, but that's one where I have, I have serious serious problems. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the books were out like a month before the movie came out, and I was just like, so we can't. It is, yeah, I don't it's wanna, weird. I don't want to know. I don't want the. Yeah. I don't want the children's picture book version of the plot <laughs> to be my first exposure to the story. Like that's or my. Right. My daughter's either. Like, I think she should see the movie. That's the thing. Yeah. So let her see the thing first. For sure. Damn you, storybooks. <laughs> Damn you to hell. And, and yet, I will say, I think the Star Wars, I had the book that came with the record, and you put the little, okay. f- like, 45 on uh-huh. and, and it tell it reads the book to you. I think I probably knew the plot of Star Wars more from that than from the movie, mm-hmm. because, like, I saw the movie very Was young. Was that? Oh, I think, I think I may have had it. Or I may have had it on cassette, though. Did it tell you it would, it, when R2 would make his sound, that's when you turn the page? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I forgot about that until you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that was, uh, again, a very uh, clever way for them to, like, sort of keep the fire lit between the movies. Yeah. You know, to, like, to just have this thing. Because that kind of, even though I'd like to think that I'm, like, this creative type person who was like making up my own stories when playing with my toys and all and i probably was to some extent but mostly i was like listening to the record reading the book and then being like okay now let's act out the movie with these toys and that sort of helped you 
nail down because like when you're a kid you can't really like you know pull the whole plot like mm-hmm. f- right out of like, right from one it viewing. just looks cool yeah, yeah yeah and like again i don't really like i don't remember too well seeing the first one um i, I was basically told that i was taken to see it at that stage uh-huh. three or whatever but um but it's pretty yeah that's that's before you really start to have the ability to lock in memories yeah for sure well uh i've kept you a while but if if it's all right, this is fun. There's a one one last thing that yeah. we do here sometimes. Sorry, this was very light on Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, it Although usually, Star Wars it is usually a big is. part of Christmas to me. Like that was yeah. the thing that I was. Oh yeah, me about. too. Like bef- I'm sure you had the same thing. Like, um, like the, my big my biggest Christmas memories as a kid were all Star Wars related. Mm-hmm. Like I remember getting the X-wing. Uh, I remember getting the Millennium Falcon. Um, after. I think those might have been two two successive Christmases, and then I remember getting the Ewok Village like after oh the yeah. Jedi like that was huge. Yep, I remember getting that all. I don't remember if I got it for Christmas or my birthday, but I do remember receiving that as a gift at some point. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Every uh, like even like my wife, uh, like we talk about that sometimes. Like she's jealous that I had that. <laughs> 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 even thirty years later, she's like, ah. Oh, have have you seen the uh, the Lego just, Ewok yeah. Village? Yes, it's I so have. awesome. <laughs> I am very very excited. I don't about it. Uh, I don't have the hatred for the Ewoks that a lot of people have. I don't either, honestly. I, I'm your age is probably you were. Yeah, just it was right probably for perfect it. for me. And I I was I mean I was uh, let's see I was nine when uh-huh. that came out, so I was still in the. I, but you know someone I forget who I was talking to. Maybe Dan Telfer, who's a comedian. I know Dan. Mine. Yeah, he 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 might have been the guy who was saying this to me. It's like. The the Ewoks, yeah, okay, they look kind of look like cute and fuzzy, like stuffed animals, uh-huh. but like they're vicious killers. <laughs> like they <laughs> kill people. They're killing stormtroopers who are humans uh-huh. in 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 armor, and they also have sharp teeth. Like they're like they're like <laughs> raccoons. Like raccoons are cute too, but raccoons right. will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. And so like I don't really buy that. Uh, like that it was so like sanitized and and kitty right. friend like ki- like dumbed down. Yeah. Like I yes, mean, there I were some s- stuffed animal toys, and yeah, I had one. And, and maybe I'll I'll give you that the uh, those Ewok movies, the TV movies, those are steaming piles. And the, and but, the uh, Ewok cartoon, yeah, yeah, um, it t- yeah, they did kind of ride that out. But the movie itself, I don't know why. I think people just like older than us. They like like Empire was so like earth shattering to yeah. them that then a Jedi couldn't could be couldn't couldn't possibly live up to it like it was always going to be a letdown yeah and it was just like you you don't you have to be a certain age to be let down by something because like you right re- what i've realized with like you little kids is they love everything like they mm-hmm. just, even if it sucks they don't say it sucks they're just like yeah it was good like they either love it and go insane like that blows their mind or they're just like hey, it was great like yeah. that's as low as they go it's like <laughs> yay i liked it like that's as that's as negative as they'll go on a movie but when you're like 13 14 that's when you start to go mm. yeah and so, yeah, I was like five, and yeah. when Jedi came, and like that, and so that's kind of the one I weirdly like. Kind of have like it's not it's I'm not saying it's my favorite, right. but it it has kind of a, a special spot for me because it's the one I remember seeing in the right. theater and yeah, yeah. excited to see. That, that's to- that makes sense, yeah. and it's still it's still awesome. There's some great action. There's some yeah. great stuff in I, the the whole the intro to that, like the whole Jabba's palace and yeah. all that stuff. That's still like one of my favorite it's moments great. of any of the movies. Yeah, it's great, but um. 
But what I was going to say yes. before, Sorry, before no, no, no. Never stopping I talking know. about Star Wars. <laughs> it's all right. This is basically becoming a Star Wars podcast That's every week. That's one thing. So. I, I don't get to talk about that on <laughs> Never Not Funny because Jimmy's one of those people who's just like, Man. oh, yeah. He's like, okay, his thing is Planet of the Apes. Like, mm. he feels about that the way yeah, I feel about Star Wars because of, because of his age. Like, he's yeah. eight years older than me. So, like, that was the movie that blew his mind in the theater. And I understand why. But then when I watched I'm like, this is hokey garbage. Uh-huh. Just the way I think if anyone else looked at Star Wars, they'd be like, I, this is pretty hokey. Right. I still put Star Wars above Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Planet of the Apes is like it's one twist and a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, it's it's one of those you know I'm sure if you saw it in the day it was great because it was yeah. the same. Th- I had the same thing with my dad, like my dad telling me how mm. great this was and then he wanted me to watch it. And <laughs> yeah. I, and actually I remember he wanted me to watch it because I didn't get that joke in Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that's the best possible reason to watch Planet <laughs> yeah. of the Apes actually. <laughs> so I remember renting it on VHS and he's like, oh yeah, you gotta watch this one and watch it and like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, but I did love the new one a couple years ago, and I'm real excited for the next one. Yeah. Just watched the trailer the other day. I don't know if I loved that one, but <laughs> really? I definitely – I'm interested in seeing the next one. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have time to get into that. But, <laughs> yeah. It was – I mean, look, I liked it better than any other yeah. – I, I saw better, the Tim Burton better one. Better than the Tim Burton Do you one? think that's safe to say that it was better than the Tim Burton one? <laughs> yeah. It was a little better than that one. And I, and to me, I, I enjoyed it more than the, the original like just because oh, yeah because the original like doesn't resonate for me at all yeah no i'm with you no i was just very i was intrigued by it and then i ended up loving it like i actually kind of had the same thing with that that i do jurassic park where i got the blu-ray and i kind of wanted to watch it every day after you know I got it's, it. it's kind of a similar type deal like i i could see the connection there like the, uh-huh. just the type of movie it is it's a very it, like yeah they're they're good yeah all right fair enough that's one it's one of the few things we're not seeing eye to eye on but <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I'll, I'll allow it yeah uh, but before, uh, if if you have time, sure. one one quick little segment here before okay. you get out of here, we do a little something called the Christmas quiz, and it has a theme song, and it goes like this. We're gonna find out how smart she is when you take the Christmas quiz. <laughs> All right. So, as I tell everyone, you know, it's a quiz. It's not about being right or wrong. <laughs> it's it's about learning something. Okay. There are. There are no winners. We're all losers here. All right. Well, <laughs> I, then I think I'll do fine. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Yeah. Let's learn. Uh, in the Czech Republic, if you stand with your back to the door and throw a shoe over your shoulders on Christmas Day, uh, then, sorry, I phrased that totally wrong. Let me start that over. In the Czech Republic, uh, stand with your back to the door throw a shoe over your shoulder you do this on christmas day if the shoe lands with the toe pointing to the door it means what and you have multiple choice here okay it's a good luck in the new year b you're going to be getting married soon or c a family member will die within a year (laughs) (laughs) oh dear um i'm gonna hope that it's a uh i'm sorry but you are not correct but fortunately it is that you'll be married soon it's not about a family member dying so i just i just then i just feel like (coughs) kids are being excluded from this event which (laughs) sounds like a lot of fun i mean you know no one enjoys throwing shoes over their shoulders more than children (laughs) my kids do it all the time even after i tell them not to so this is kind of a weird uh yeah no it doesn't seem fair um well actually that's kind of uh that kind of weirdly ties in with uh a choice on the next question okay 
Uh, what do kids throw over their shoulders <laughs> in the Czech Republic? Is this all about the Czech Republic? <laughs> this one's a, this one is about Japan. It's okay. about Christmas in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Christmas food associated with Japan is the Christmas cake. Uh, which of the following is true about the Christmas cake? Is it A, any cake not sold after December 25th is unwanted. B, the cakes are only used as a decoration. Or C, children are not allowed to eat the cake. Oh my God, if it's anti-children again, <laughs> then I might walk out of here. I'm going to say B, it sounds like that's uh, you don't eat the cake. <sighs> Over oh for two, Matt. God damn it. Is that's that right? a good, that would be a good thing. Thing yeah. to have like a just, uh, that it doesn't that sound very <laughs> Japanese to like have a, a cake that isn't edible. Yeah. It's just a you just look at it, <laughs> you know, like those weird like you know those like erasers that look like a burger and fries or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's any cake not sold after the twenty fifth is unwanted. So I mean it's almost the same because they're just throwing away all these cakes then. Yeah, uh, and it's <laughs> I found then when I got this information it says uh because of this single japanese women over the age of 25 used to be called christmas cakes oh <laughs> that is gut-wrenching <laughs> that, that really bums me out yeah said although it's to. a cute nickname i mean is. like if you don't know what it means it's like yeah. oh that's nice <laughs> and i've talked about this on here before too but speaking of christmas in japan uh, also a, a big thing in christmas uh in japan at christmas is kfc <laughs> Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, it was apparently some big advertising campaign in like the 70s or something, and it actually worked. It, like worked a little and, too well. Yeah. And so wow. now it's like a thing. Like people place their orders like months in advance oh and pick God. up KFC for Christmas. Is KFC a different restaurant in Japan? <laughs> nope. It's exactly the same. Oh, God. In fact, I've been to Japan uh, many times. It's my favorite place ever. And uh, I believe it. It's uh, a lot of them. They have like a big like statue of Colonel Sanders out front. <laughs> Uh, but the food is exactly the same. It's yeah. not not better. I, like, well, I, I can't say I've actually eaten in one, but as oh, okay. far, to my knowledge, it's the same. Because like, aren't I've heard that like they're in different parts of the world. Like McDonald's is like some McDonald's are kind of like fancy. Yeah, like, like sometimes they do offer different things. It's but a little better than generally yeah. the same. Yeah, okay. But I did, uh, I did. Let me play. It's like thirty seconds long. Let me play this. I did find a uh, commercial uh, for KFC in Japan. Oh, hi, man. See, I don't know why it goes to English then. It's just a touch of authenticity. <laughs> Did he just say KFC birthday Jesus? I definitely said birthday Jesus. And then he whispers happy birthday into a candle. <laughs> I saw wow. that and I, I hadn't found that before, so I wanted to play that. That's <laughs> that cake looked really good, though. It did. Uh, I would eat that after the 25th. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink. My brother. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. I mean, I would eat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true or false? This is a little more uh, This is a little more in your wheelhouse here, I think. Okay, here we go. Uh, trading Places. Uh, one of actually maybe my favorite movie of all time. Nice. I don't know if I've mentioned. I've definitely I I, I feel like I've heard you talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I like to talk about where it's a it's a Christmas movie that's not a Christmas right. movie. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm, I'm big on those. But anyways, uh, Trading Places, true or false, was originally written as a vehicle for Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. I believe that is true. Yeah. <clears throat> Boom. 
That is true. Yeah. Yeah, apparently uh, Richard Pryor dropped out, and when Eddie Murphy came on, uh, he asked for them to replace Gene Wilder because he didn't want everybody to think he was just trying to be Richard Pryor. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard that part of it, but um, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I, I like... I like Richard Pryor and I like Gene Wilder. I'm not like one of those guys who's like worships either of them. You know, I know yeah. there's a lot no, of people. I'm, I'm again, uh, same page. I think we're a little bit younger. So like we kind of both about like we probably missed out a little bit on the like the, the heyday of Mel Brooks, you know, yeah. like where he was just killing it. Yeah. And um, and then same with Pryor, honestly. Right. But uh, yeah, but I think Spaceballs was my introduction to Mel Brooks and yeah. like Superman 3 was right. my introduction. To That's same here, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, my friends used to watch Blazing Saddles, like, on video, and I just, I, I just missed it. Like, I just yeah. kind of uh, didn't get on board. But, um, but I can't imagine Trading Places being better than it is now. <laughs> like, I can't. Right. I don't think there is a better version. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, it's like do both of those guys at the peak of, of their power. Although, I mean, like, like, Ackroyd isn't really like super funny in that movie because he's basically mm -hmm. like a straight man like he does have some, have some funny stuff but <coughs> but he has to he's so good at playing that part like it really showed that he's a good actor which is yeah which is kind of interesting and but i mean eddie murphy just come on beef turkey time <laughs> beef turkey time <laughs> want some beef turkey i'd still say <coughs> actually i was uh I'll, I'll probably say it tomorrow at some point when i'm at disneyland and riding on a train I'll, i'm gonna say we are moving we are moving <laughs> nice uh, all right, so we're your uh, one, one and two right now. Okay. Uh, how many are there? There's just two more. Oh, two okay. more. I'm trying to figure out how. I <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> if Again. my redemption is at all possible <laughs> at this point. Again, you're learning something. That's yep. all that matters. That's right. Uh, in India, instead of pine trees, what do the Christians decorate? And there's not a whole lot of Christians over there, but they're uh, they are there. Mm -hmm. uh, is it banana and mango trees, or cactuses? Or their cars. I'm gonna go cars. Mm. Wrong again. Damn it! That was the interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah, uh, is it, it the is banana and mango. It's the banana and mango yeah. trees. It says uh, only 2.3 percent of the population are Christians, but because of how many people actually live there, that's like 25 million people. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. It's yeah. like this, like Los Angeles County. <laughs> right. It's a lot, a lot of people. Um, yeah. So it says, yeah, they uh, light up banana and mango trees. That was my like. That seemed like the right thing until you said cars, and I was like, oh, I like the idea of decorating. Well, because cars. of your love of Disney Pixar's cars, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. When you said cars, I imagined you meant the the toy line, the <laughs> yes, Cars toy line. Exactly. I think that's they what I was They decorate DVD covers. Yeah. I was going to say that about 45 minutes ago, is that I had to learn to, like, let go of the hatred of Cars because, like, little kids just love car. You know, like, yeah. like my son plays with Lightning McQueen, and I'm just like, I'm okay with that now. Mm -hmm. I would not have been okay with it 10 years ago or whenever right. that movie came out. But, um, but I'm like, all right, fine. Like, it's just a toy, but, like, don't watch the movie. <laughs> so it's, that's yeah. what, please just... Keep it at this level. Why are there roads in that movie? Why is there anything? Why do <laughs> gas pumps look like they look? Why Why is there a diner? Why? Yeah. How are they born? <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's, I can't, I will never stop asking those questions. Yeah. It's it, not, it's the not thing, good. when they show the gas pumps, it drives me fucking crazy. I don't know that I, I've, I guess I've not seen it enough to even really. The gas pumps it. look like the gas pumps in our world, but there's a, 
fucking pedal that they drive over, like a foot pedal that they that they roll onto that activates the hose to pump the gas. I'm like, that's not how you would design a <laughs> gas pump if everything is vehicles. Like they wouldn't look like this at all. And that's that is the clunkiest way to implement this. <laughs> Unless, I will say, I, I got slightly less annoyed at that when I heard that insane theory that isn't even real. Like, this guy only made this up for fun. But but I did kind of like the idea of it, that every Pixar the, movie yeah, is connected. I read that. Yeah, and so the idea is that, that Cars takes place, like, in a post-apocalypse where, uh -huh. like, humans have died. Basically, like, Wall-E happens, and then, like, a thousand years after Wall-E the like machines sort of rebuild themselves on earth and they're, yeah. but there's still the remnants of human civilization that almost makes sense, but it still doesn't because like, first <laughs> of all, that's not white. That's not no one at Pixar thought that that's what they were doing. A right, and right. B like that doesn't make the landmarks look like, you know, semi trucks. <laughs> like why, you know, like the, like, isn't the, the statue of Liberty is like a, a forklift or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, again, I saw it once and was like, yeah, I don't need to watch this again. The Statue of Liberty is a forklift. <laughs> that, that's where someone <laughs> should have hit the brakes. I know that's not even in the first movie, but like, that is just dumb. You are just yeah. in a world of dumb when that's what you're doing. I'm glad they didn't put that in uh, California Adventure. Because oh, terrible. It, that area looks great, but I'm glad I'm yeah. glad that's lacking from it. I think it's I think that's only in, <coughs> actually in planes. So that's oh, I forgot I've, about planes. I've seen and actually planes. I will go on record. Planes is better than cars. Really? It is <laughs> because you don't expect anything of it. You're just like yeah, this. Yeah. This is going to be even shittier than cars <laughs> somehow. And you watch them like eh, it's fine. <laughs> but at least there's a point. They're racing. Like yeah. at least there's kinetic energy to this story. Other other than like let's sit around and look at the asphalt like that's what cars it's it not only does it suck in conception but it's also super boring the the I, the plot is super boring like, uh -huh. it's about stasis it's about being stuck in a boring place they wrote a movie about the boringest <laughs> thing that could happen to you anyway. so for planes you didn't just set the bar low you just removed the bar <laughs> right it's just like this doesn't have to be anything but like watching someone play a video game where you're flying an airplane around yeah. the world and that's okay <sighs> Yeah, well, I'm gonna probably still not see it. Don't see it. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm. Meanwhile, I know. will probably go see <laughs> the second one that comes out this summer. Oh, are they doing another one? I they, mean, I they guess made, I shouldn't be surprised. They by basically that. put like all the chips on the table. Like, yeah. like immediately, they were like, "We're gonna make three of these," and they they cast it, and they're like, "We're doing it." They just and then the I first mean, it one probably worked. I'm sure it. Well, the did first well. one didn't do great. Did it, it, was, it did okay. Like I, I think they probably like jumped the gun a little. Like they probably shouldn't have done sequels, but they're in it now, so they're doing it. And the you know the merch is fine. Like yeah. everything, they'll be fine. Oh boy. Anyways, sorry. I no. should stop. <laughs> it's quite all right. I like a good cars rant. <laughs> um, all right. Last question here, uh, and another movie question. So maybe okay. you'll know this. Uh, in Christmas Vacation, the Griswolds' house is the same as what other movie family's house? They use the same house. Uh, is it the Peltzers in Gremlins? Is it the family from The NeverEnding Story, or is it the Murtaugh's from Lethal Weapon movies? Oh, wow. I, I can't picture the second one, or even... Wait, what was the first one? First one was uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. I can't picture that house. I, I can picture Murtaugh's house, and I can picture the house <laughs> from A Christmas Vacation. Mostly, I can picture Julia Louis-Dreyfus's... Uh, well, no, it's... it's uh, is she is she married to uh, 
Randy Quaid? No. No, she's married to uh actually I didn't even know that's who this guy was. That that's Christopher Guest's brother. Apparently. Oh wow. Doug Benson taught me that when that's he was crazy. On the show. Okay. Well, um <coughs> I just remember they had like a huge Yeah, she's RV. she's the yeah, she's the neighbor. Merry Christmas. I'm uh, emptying the shitter or yeah. whatever he says. Shitter was full. Yeah, shitter was full. Thank you. Um I'm going to say I'm going to say uh lethal weapon. Boom. Yes. You got two. Awesome. You that, got two. I feel good about the fact that I at least got the movie ones right. That's good. Yeah. The other ones, you know, the other ones are dark. just yeah. You're, you're just guessing. Yeah. So you you did you did good. You know yeah. you know your movies. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Two out of five. I'll allow it. You learned something, and that was Wait, the Christmas didn't quiz. Wait. One other. Uh, I thought I got one more accidentally right, just by guess. I guess I didn't. Uh. No, because you missed the Czech Republic one. Yeah. You missed the Japan Christmas cake one. Right. You missed. Uh, or no, you got you got Trading Places. Yeah. You missed India. Okay. You got Christmas Vacation. Thank you, India. To quote Alanis <laughs> Morissette, thank you, India, for fucking me on this quiz. I wanted to get at least above fifty percent. First uh, Alanis reference on the show. I think, <laughs> well, so. and last. <laughs> Uh, well, Matt Belknap, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. It was fun. I appreciate you coming by, and uh, but it's time for you to go. Yeah, it is. All right. Let me just get my scarf and uh, yeah, get uh, get bundled up, gloves, and uh, maybe I'll see you at Disney tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think it'll be crowded? I was trying to figure out if Mother's Day go, is a big day. Oh yeah, I didn't. Even, I forgot about that. I fact. don't think that makes I don't a know. difference one way or the other. Really, I does it? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. All right. I, my plan is to go afternoon because I feel like there's a lull, and like mm. because I like think people. We're going early. Okay, well I'm not going to see you there. <laughs> well, we'll be there a while. So. Okay, <laughs> do the all day thing. <laughs> I don't think we'll be there all day, but we'll we're going we're going with some friends that haven't been in a while, so mm-hmm. we'll kind of we'll see we'll see what happens. Cool. This could have been off the air. This really didn't need to be part <laughs> of the show. I apologize. <laughs> the people love it. <laughs> it's all right. All right. Thanks, Matt. All Good right. to see you. Thanks. All right. Big thanks to Matt Belknap for coming by. Uh, that was a long one, but that means that it was good. It was fun. Uh, big thanks to Matt, and big thanks to you guys for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Please follow Matt Belknap on Twitter. Uh, there's a K in there. Can you figure out where? I think you can. Uh, also, make sure and subscribe to Never Not Funny. It's super. the The name is the name's accurate. It's Never Not Funny. That was a dumb thing to say, but it's true. Uh, um, subscribe to that on iTunes, nevernotfunny.com. Also, you can find it there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tony Thaxton, show at Felice Navi Pod. Subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us some reviews. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, I also wanted to say that um, my, old, my old band, Ocean City Soundtrack, just put out a... Uh, DVD and digital download that you can see me on. Uh, it's called I Am The Movie, The Movie. And uh, that just came out uh, Tuesday, which uh, when I'm recording this, that's now. But when you hear this, it'll be the day after. Um, so check that out if you can. Uh, there's some fun stuff from 10 years plus ago. Uh, but I think that's going to do it uh, for the plugs, except for uh, Christmas will be December 25th this year. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. I have been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas from Feliz Navidad.